Hello and welcome to another episode of In The World Podcast. Today we have an awesome lineup for you where we're going to dive into one of the all-time film franchises as well as an example of a true supermom in in our church. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The Star Wars franchise is perhaps one of the most recognizable movie franchises in pop culture. With nine movies spanning over 40 years, almost everyone can recognize Darth Vader or R2-D2, even if they don't necessarily know who they are or the exact storylines that go with them. Not only are these films beloved by many across the world, but they also have many Christian themes that can be used to help us grow in our faith. And there are many themes that we could get into today, but being that this is only a 10 to 15 minute podcast, I'll only go into three. The first is the kind of obvious one of good versus evil. Now this is one of the bigger themes in the Star Wars series. It's something that is prevalent in every single episode, the classic battle of the good guys versus the bad guys, good versus evil, the conflict between the two. The protagonists, the people you end up rooting for, are always the good guys against the villains who are the bad guys. And there's a very uh, distinct moral separation between the two. That you can always tell you know, the good guys are the ones you're rooting for. And there's never really kind of any ambiguity between the two. And most of the movies end with good triumphing over evil in some way. Again, there are a few exceptions to those rules. But even those movies that do end up with evil triumphing in the end of that movie, it is very obvious that there's still more work for the protagonists, for the good guys to do, to eventually overcome that evil and emerge victorious in the end. One way that good does triumph over evil in these films is through the theme of sacrificial love. Now obviously, sacrificial love is a very important type of love within our faith um, in John fifteen thirteen, Jesus says no one has greater love than this but to lay down one's life for one's friends so the idea of putting yourself on the line to sacrifice your own life to save those you love is a very important theme within our faith and that can be seen multiple times in the Star Wars movies uh, perhaps the one that is most uh, famous is in the episode 4 A New Hope the first movie to come out where Obi-Wan Kenobi sacrifices himself uh, in a battle with Darth Vader that allows uh, Luke and Han Solo and Leia and Chewbacca to all escape from the Death Star. Obi-Wan knew he was not going to win that fight against Darth Vader, but he wanted to help his friends escape and knew that that was the only way that Darth Vader was going to be defeated was if he sacrificed himself in order to help the others get away. And they do end up in the end, as you may know, defeat the the empire and bring balance to the force and bring good back in control of of the galaxy. Another example comes in the third installment of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi at the very end where uh Darth Vader is finally battling against Luke Skywalker in front of the emperor and Darth Vader appears to have been victorious and the emperor tells Darth Vader to kill Luke, and then the Emperor's going to do it himself, but being that Darth Vader is Luke's father, 
He still has a little bit of good in him. He ends up sacrificing his own life to kill the emperor who is about to kill his son. And this is another theme of redemption, which I'm going to get into a little bit later. But this idea of sacrificing himself for his son, you know, he was evil, but then he was able to find a bit of good left in him um, and save his son. Just another really good example of that sacrificial love, that giving up one's life for one's friends, that is very important. And as you may have noticed, these first two examples of sacrificial love had to do with someone else sacrificing their life for Luke. So it's only fitting that this last example of sacrificial love has to do with Luke sacrificing his own life to save um, his own loved ones. So in the the second of the latest trilogy, um, The Last Jedi, which came out in, I believe, 2017, the Sith Lord Kylo Ren and his forces have found the location of the Resistance base, and they are pinned in, but Luke is able to, through the Force, put a projection of himself in between the forces and he is able to stop them from attacking the resistance the resistance is able to get away but in doing so he ends up dying from all of the energy that is required and this is obviously something that he knew was going to happen but he knew that he needed to save his friends if they had a chance of survival and it just again comes back to that theme that no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends and I realize this is something that not everyone can necessarily relate to in their everyday lives. Like how often are you going to literally sacrifice your own life for one's friends? But um, I don't think that that means that this can't apply to us. Um, Whether that means maybe making little sacrifices every day that obviously won't cost you your life, but might inconvenience you just a tiny bit here and there, but ultimately helps you lead your friends to Jesus, help them grow in their faith, which I think is really important in a way that we're called to live our everyday lives, you know, obviously aimed towards getting ourselves and others to heaven. So by this daily dying of self, you know, offering up your sacrifices, offering up your little sufferings um, to Jesus can, can in a way help you lead your friends to heaven by laying down your life in a way for them. The third theme of... Catholicism of Christianity that can be seen in the Star Wars franchise is that of redemption. And redemption is an important concept in Christian theology. Uh, The idea that no one is ever so far into sin that they can't turn back towards the love of God. And no matter how far we stray, God will always welcome us back, arms outstretched. And there are a few examples within the Star Wars uh, series that stand out above the rest, and the first of which would probably be the character arc of Darth Vader, starting as Anakin Skywalker, someone who was anointed the Chosen One, who was supposedly supposed to bring balance to the Force between good and evil, but instead turns into a Sith Lord and you know is trying to seek out Luke Skywalker first to get him to join him on the dark side, but when realizing he won't do that, is going to kill him. But like I said earlier, at the end of the uh, final movie in the original three, uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, Darth Vader realizes that he still has some good left in him and does have a conversion in his heart. And, you know, this, 
Obviously, Luke doesn't condemn his father for what he has done, despite of his conversion, but he, he welcomes that conversion on pretty much his deathbed. He lays there dying. Um, the conversion of the heart is not one that is you know, turned away. It is welcomed by Luke. And at the end of the movie, you can see at Darth Vader's funeral that his force ghost, his spirit, is joined with that of Obi-Wan's and that of Yoda's and that, that he has finally found peace within the force that he is, in a way, reconciled for his actions. Um, his evils, like he's finally turned back towards the good, and all of his actions in the past didn't condemn him because his heart truly had a conversion and really serves as an example for us in our faith that no matter how far we stray away from God's love, he will always welcome us back. He will never turn us away if we are seeking out redemption. We are seeking out forgiveness from him. So that's all I have on Star Wars. Um, Tune in next week to see what movie, TV show, book I dive into next. Thanks. Today's saint is, yes, she is actually a saint, not a blessed like the, the past two that I have done. Um, she might be a little lesser known, uh, recently canonized. This is Saint Gianna Mola. Saint Gianna Mola was born in 1922 to a big family in Magenta, Italy. She was the 10th of 13 children. Her family was very Catholic, and she embraced her faith education that her parents provided her. She began her study of medicine in Milan in 1942. She joined the St. Vincent de Paul Society, like our friend Pier Giorgio Frassati from Episode 1. She received her degrees in both medicine and surgery from the University of Pavia in 1949, and in 1950, she opened a medicine office in Mazzaro near her hometown of Magenta. In 1952, Gianna specialized in pediatrics at the University of Milan, and from there on, she was especially drawn towards mothers, babies, the elderly, and the poor. She met her husband Pietro in 1954 and got married in 1955, and she considered her marriage her vocation and was dedicated to forming a truly Christian family. In November of 1956, Gianna became a mother to her first child, Pierre Luigi, their second child, Maria Zita, in December of 57, and their third child, Laura, in 1959. Gianna handled motherhood with grace and was able to harmonize all aspects of her demanding life as both a uh, pediatrician and as a mother. In 1961, Gianna became pregnant with her fourth child, and towards the end of her second month of pregnancy, Gianna was struck with an unimaginable pain. Her doctors discovered she had developed a fibroma in her uterus, meaning she was carrying both a baby and a tumor. After examination, the doctors gave her three choices. An abortion, which would save her life and allow her to continue to have children, but take the life of the child she was carrying. A complete hysterectomy, which would preserve her life, but take the unborn child's life and prevent future pregnancy, or removal of only the fibroma, with a potential or further complications, which could save the life of her baby, but of course would threaten her own. Catholic teaching affirms what medical science, the natural law, the Bible, and unbroken Christian tradition affirm. The child in the womb has a fundamental human right to life. Wanting to preserve her child's life, Gianna opted for the removal of only the fibroma. In fact, she was willing to give her own life, to save the life of her child. In 
Gianna pleaded with the surgeons to save her child's life over her own. She sought comfort in her prayers and her living faith. A few days before the baby was born, Gianna prayed the Lord to take away any pain from the child. She recognized she may lose her life during delivery, but she was ready. Gianna was quite clear about her wishes, expressing to her family, If you must decide between me and the child, do not hesitate. Choose the child. I insist on it. Save the baby. On April 21, 1962, Gianna Emanuela Mola was successfully delivered by a cesarean section. The child's life was saved, for which Gianna graciously thanked the Lord. After the operation, complications continued throughout her pregnancy, but Gianna spent the remainder of her pregnancy with an unparalleled strength and insistent dedication for her tasks as a mother and a doctor. The doctors tried many different treatments and procedures to ensure both lives would be saved. However, on April 28, 1962, a week after the baby was born, Gianna passed away from septic peritonitis. Gianna was beatified by St. Pope John Paul II on April 24, 1994, and officially canonized as a saint on May 16, 2004. Her husband and their children, including Gianna Emanuela, attended her canonization ceremony, making this the first time a husband witnessed his wife's canonization. Gianna's canonization is the first of its kind. Many mothers have been beatified for their heroic virtues, but they entered religious life after becoming widowed. In St. Gianna's case, the very condition of her being a spouse and mother is being exalted and highlighted. St. Gianna is the first canonized woman physician and professional who was also a working mom. When I first heard about the story of St. Gianna Mola, I immediately fell in love with it. Coming from a big family, I'm the second oldest of seven. I can understand the love a mother has for her children as I see my own mother uh, display that love you know, every single day. And I think that St. Gianna is one of the saints that embodies what I wanted this podcast to be about. It's about not doing anything particularly great in the whole scope of the church, but these acts of love that are just so personal that make such a big impact on others. Like I actually had the blessing of me and my uh, family, my one sister's actually named Gianna, not after the saint, but is a funny enough coincidence. We had a priest friend who had connections, I'm not quite sure how, shout out Father Patrick Anderson. He had connections that allowed us to actually meet St. Gianna's daughter, St. Gianna, who I believe is a second class relic just from the nature of being the daughter of a saint. So being able to meet the daughter of a saint was something that was, I was so blessed and so honored, not something everyone gets to experience. Um, but you know, this story is a little personal for me because I have this attachment now, I have this connection. And it was really awesome to uh, hear St. Gianna's daughter, Dr. Gianna, I think she heard she's a doctor as well. Uh, I saw her speak, uh, my family was able to uh, meet with her afterwards. But just seeing the fire that she has for her faith as the inspiration being her mother who gave her life so she could have life. And that I, I just can't imagine how much that would inspire one to live their life just on fire in their faith. Um, now, obviously, it doesn't take your mom offering her life for you to be on fire for your faith. 
But seeing these examples in the world, it just reminds you that despite all of the the bad stuff going on in the world right now, there are genuinely good people out there on fire for their faith that live day in and day out for Jesus, living out their faith to the best of their ability. And that should inspire us to go out and do the same every single day. So I hope you enjoyed hearing this story about St. Gianna. Uh, If you haven't heard it before, again, I hope you enjoyed it. And even if you have, I think it's a good reminder of what a good, again, I say super mom in our faith is. St. Gianna is the patron of physicians, mothers, and unborn children. So if you're ever looking for someone to pray to, um, if you're for one of those three, St. Gianna is an awesome, awesome saint, and I love her so much. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Tune in next week. God bless. Have a wonderful day.